Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. Today it's just going to be Aki, Aki, Aki. The NHL playoffs start on Wednesday, and for the NHL playoffs, I only want one man, Craig Needles. How's it going? Going very well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, so we'll just do a – I figure we'll just do the first round of the NHL playoffs. There's no need to go through the whole thing because if it lines up, we, we'll get you back on and we'll break the uh, break down the rest of the rounds as they go because – Unlike the NBA, the NHL usually leaves a day or two in between rounds, so lots of time. We can probably catch up, but right now we're just going to do the first round of the NHL playoffs. We'll start with the Eastern Conference and work our way to the West because um, we submit fully to the East Coast bias as far as the NHL goes. Um, so let's get started off with the President's Trophy winners, the New York Rangers, the one seed going up against. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, it's a little rematch of last year. The Rangers were down 3-1 to the Penguins, and the Penguins did not win that series. The Rangers stormed back and won three in a row. Which won me, uh, I think, $200, so I feel pretty good about that. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, did you just bet that they would win the series? Or? I bet that they would win the series before the series even started. I love the price. So. All right. That's excellent. Don't love the price as much this year. The price is different now than it was 365 days ago. <laughs> I would assume so, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess the way we'll do this, I'll do a little tail of the tape for each of the teams, and then we can just talk about the series. So um, basic stats for this particular series. Um, the Rangers won the season series 3-0-1. Uh, the last time these two teams played, Fleury was yanked after allowing four goals on 17 shots in a game that was won by the Rangers 5-2. Uh, the Rangers finished 53-22-7 with 133 points. They had 252 goals for with 92 goals against for a goal differential that was best in the league at plus 60. They were third in the league with, goal at, with goals per game at 301, third with goals against average at 228. They did not have a great power play. Um, they were 21st in the league in power play with 16.7%. Their penalty kill was damn good, uh, 84.6%, uh, good enough for sixth in the league. Their lead scorer was Rick Nash. He had 69 points. And due to injury this year, they had to use the two-headed monster of Henrik Lundqvist and Cam Talbot. Um, I assume, you know, one would assume that Lundqvist is going to be the... Yeah, I think that's a good bet. Good bet, yeah. Uh, that. Lundqvist will be the goaltender when this series started. His numbers, 30 wins, 103 goals allowed, a 9.22 save percentage, goals against average of 2.25, and he had five shutouts on the season. Um, I don't know. I like this New York Rangers team. You think they could go deep? Or? Yeah, very much so. I think they're pretty good. They, they're probably the best team in the East, if you ask me. Uh, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I just I think they're a really good team. I think Pittsburgh with Latang could have made this real interesting. Or Pittsburgh with their their best six defensemen healthy could have made this real interesting, but that's not what's going to happen here. Instead, it's going to be Pittsburgh with a mishmash of defensemen, and I don't think they're going to be able to hang with them. Uh, the numbers for the Penguins, who had to beat Buffalo on the last day of the season to make the playoffs, which you know bodes well for them going forward. Uh, they finished 43, 27 and 12 for 98 points. They had 221 goals for, which was 18th in the league, 210 goals against, which was ninth in the league um, goal differential of plus 11. So a significant goal differential between them and the Rangers who were plus 60. Um, they were 18th in the league in goals per game. Um, 
2.65 per game, 11th in goals against, uh, 252. Uh, two. Power play was 10th in the league at 19.3, and a very good power or uh, penalty kill for them this year. They were third in the league for penalty kill at 848. Uh, leading scorer was, of course, Sidney Crosby at 84. Um, Mark Andre Fleury is going to be their goaltender. Um, we've done this dance before. Here are his numbers for the regular season 34 wins, 146 goals allowed. 920 save percentage, 232 goals against, and he had 10 shutouts on the season. Yeah, he's um, he's had a real good year. Here's hoping for his sake it doesn't uh, change up on him in the playoffs, but he's had a very, very, very good year. Uh, his numbers since his cup win in 2009, just his playoff numbers, not great. Um, no, no. Not good. His no. record is 21-2. and two. His goals against is 294. His save percentage is a sparse 891. And he's got five shutouts in the last six years in the playoffs. Um, I am uh, – well, uh, I'm going to let you say what you want to say about this series, and then we'll go ahead and make predictions. Sure. Um, like I said, with Pittsburgh's defense healthy, I think Pittsburgh might even be a better team than the Rangers. Um, Pittsburgh, uh, their course four percentage, uh, 52.8% this season. That was good for fifth best in the league. Uh, the Rangers much further down than last year's Ranger team. But again, we're not dealing with a healthy Pittsburgh team here. We're not dealing with that. We're dealing with that defense as a very banged up unit. And that that's just a problem. Uh, the Rangers' bottom six isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, I just, I, I think the Rangers aren't as good as last year's team, but I think they're better than the version of Pittsburgh they're going to be coming up against in this series. Um, I'm going to go ahead in this series and say Rangers in six. What do you think? I said five. Five? Okay, you're giving. Right. I think. I think. Um, I think the Rangers will just they'll. they'll I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here. It's one game. I just think that it'll be the type of series where they. The Rangers get up 3-1, and then the Penguins win one, and then the Rangers close it out in game six. I'm just really dreading the uh, hot take articles surrounding Sidney Crosby after the series comes to a close. Oh, there's going to be so many. Is Crosby a bad leader and blah, 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 which is absolute BS. They're going to be trotting a bunch of AHL defensemen out there, and we're going to wonder, well, why couldn't Crosby win against the team that won the President's Trophy going away with a bunch of AHL defensemen on the blue line? That's stupid. Oh, it's incredibly stupid. And that won't be the only hot take because it's going to be, there's going to be Crosby hot takes. There's going to be Malkin hot takes. of Like, you're going to hear tons of, oh, Malkin's pissed off, and he wants out of Pittsburgh. You know, he's sick of being second fiddle to Crosby, and, you know, he wants to run his own show, and then we're going to repeat the whole, uh, you know, assuming Marc-Andre Fleury uh, – has another, you know, Mark Andre Fleury like playoff collapse. You know, we're going to be hearing, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, again trying to put the the square peg in the round hole with Mark Andre Fleury. What, you know, what are they getting like? There's just and, and oh god, and then you know they're going to be talking coaching changes and GM changes. Like if, when Pittsburgh loses this, it's just going to be hot take central. Yeah, um, uh, not going to be fun. No. Speaking of hot takes, the Montreal Canadiens. And the Ottawa Senators, the Ottawa Senators with a ridiculous run at the end of the playoffs, or at, sorry, at the end of the season, a 25-plus yeah. game pay, like insane winning pace with some goalie that no one has ever even heard of, but everybody knows his name now. 
Um, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar, Andrew Hammond. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, the one seed going up against the Senators, the fourth seed. Uh, last time these two teams played each other in the playoffs was two years ago. Uh, the Senators beat the Habs 4-1 uh, in a season series that got a little ugly, even though it was a short series, because uh, there was the Eric Griba hit on Lars Eller and that knocked Lars Eller out of, I think it was game three. It was either game two or game three. I can't remember off the top of my dome piece. Um, this series has the potential to get ugly if there's another dirty, like if there's any kind of dirty play or dirty incident, or maybe Absolutely. if there's a call that goes, uh, you know, maybe there's a bad call that results in like an OT goal or something that like this uh, could potentially become a new rivalry in the National Hockey League. Yeah, uh, I think it could be, and it could be a fun one. Um, some of the faces have changed since they met a couple years ago, but I think it could certainly be interesting. Um, Brandon Pruff is still going to be part of this. So yes, there's, mo- mostly yeah, there's, the, there's going to be some interesting stuff. Mostly the bug-eyed fat walrus is no longer uh, is no longer with us, and I kind of wish he was for this series because it would make it more interesting. Um, uh Tail of the tape for these teams. Uh, Ottawa won the season series three to one, and Montreal's actually had some trouble with Ottawa over the last couple of years. Um, the last time they played, Ottawa won five two. Eric Carlson had a couple of goals. Um, yeah, he's very good. Yeah, probably the best matchup if you were gonna just take like the two defense, like two defensemen. Because uh, oh, you, yeah. you get Subban versus Carlson. These are probably two of the three best guys, right? Like Doughty's in there too, but I don't think there's anyone that compares to those three players defensively-wise. Yeah. Um, so the Canadians finished 50-22-10 and 10 for 110 points. Uh, they had 21 goals for and an insane 189 goals against. Sure. For a goal differential of <laughs> plus 32. They were 20th in the league with... Goals per game, they only averaged 2.6. But they were first in the league in goals against average with 223. Uh, Their power play is not great. 16.7%, good for 21st in the league. Uh, Decent enough penalty kill, 83.3. They were 10th in the league. Their leading scorer was Max Pacioretty at 67 points. But we don't even know if he's going to be able to play, if he's going to be available uh, for the beginning of this series, if at all. And if they don't have him, they are in some serious trouble. I think they might be in some serious trouble regardless, because since Dave Cameron took over, Ottawa has got that puck moving in the right direction, and Cameron taking over is is part of it, but I think that Carlson is full-strength Carlson for the first time since that brutal injury a little while ago, and you've got, you add that to Cameron, the goaltending's been fine, I don't know how long Hammond's going to keep this up, but... They've just been insanely hot lately, and I think that even with Patrick Reddy in the lineup, I think Montreal's going to have a tough time in the series. The reality is, and, and the numbers have been broken down again and again, Montreal was the 23rd best or, team that came to puck possession this year. If you look at the Corsi 4 percentage, they were um, at 48.5%. That's not particularly good. Take P.K. Subban off the ice, and things get a lot worse. A lot worse. And... Like, we're talking Buffalo bad here without that particular player on the ice. It just goes to show you how awesome PK is. And if Carlson's able to cancel out some of the PK effect just because he's always a guy that gets the puck going the right way for Ottawa, and they'll both be on the ice quite a bit because they both play so gosh darn much. I I see Montreal having some problems here. If they win this series, Price will have to absolutely thieve it from the Senators, which is on the table here. That could easily happen, but that's 
to me, Montreal's only path to victory. Yeah. Um, speaking of Carey Price, we'll, we'll give you his numbers. Sorry, we'll give you his numbers here. Um, 44 wins, 130 goals allowed in the amount of games he played is just insane. Um, 933 save percentage, 1.96 goals against average. What? Uh, nine shutouts on the season. I believe that 44 wins was a Habs record considering the number of legendary goaltenders that they have littered throughout that particular organization. Um, Doc Plant never got to play in the shootout, though. That's also died. true. Yeah, there's a uh, certainly an asterisk next to it. Yeah. Neither did uh, and Patrick Waugh had to play with all those ties and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, numbers on the Senators: they won the first wild card, forty-three, twenty-six, and three for ninety-three points. Ninth in the league with two hundred thirty-eight goals for, thirteenth with two hundred fifteen goals allowed. Um, they were ninth in the league with uh, goals per game, two point eight three. Uh, goals against average was two point five six for fourteenth in the league. Uh, power play. Power, their power play percentage was just as bad as the Habs. They actually both tied for 21st at 16.7. So we won't be seeing a lot of power play goals in this series if the norm were to remain. Um, both teams pretty good at the penalty kill. Um, on paper, the overall team numbers for these teams are pretty split. Um, the Habs are, are, sorry, pretty even. The Habs just, you know, saved a few more goals and the Senators scored a few more. Um, Carlson led the lead, led the team with 66 points. Um, here are the numbers on the Hamburglar. 24 games played, 21 wins, only one loss, like a real loss. 42 goals allowed, a 9-4-1 save percentage, a nine or one seven nine goals against average, and three shutouts. Yeah, that's good. Like you can't uh, like obviously he turns back into a pumpkin eventually. Yeah, like, because in the AHL he was a lousy goaltender at that level. Not good. Sports is so dumb sometimes. It like really this, is. Yeah, this makes absolutely no sense. Like he was ferocious. And to remind you, like ferocious copyright Tim McAuliffe, half horrible, half atrocious. He was ferocious in in the minor leagues for God's sake. And he gets called up at a desperation because of injuries to two goaltenders. And he, you know, he turns into the ghost of Terry Sacha. Yeah, it's it's pretty unbelievable that he's played this well. Uh, again, maybe it stops eventually. I have no idea. Uh, this is just one of those weird, random things. I think it lasts long enough that Ottawa is able to win the series. And if it goes south quickly, they can bring in Craig Anderson for what we know will be competent goaltending. So I think they should be okay. So uh, you're predicting Ottawa in how many games? I'll say six for the Senators. Um. Oh, see, I this is one of the ones I, I like. I'm gonna cheat on this. I'm gonna go uh, probably a little Mike Wilner on some of these, because quite frankly, my head says Ottawa in six. Like my head completely agrees with you, but my heart, my heart says um, the Habs in seven. But that's only if Pacioretty plays. Um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and say Ottawa in six with you, but. I don't feel great about it because I don't like betting against Carey Price. No. And I don't think anybody would The reality is, if you look at the rosters, one through 20, as far as the guys are going to be out there, the Senators have a better team, I think. And that, that's not just because of the super hot run. I just think, in general, they do have the better team. So we'll see. The Habs need, like, the, the, the Habs have to have an X factor in this series. Like, they need, like, uh, Devontae Smith Pelly. Like, if he randomly has the success they need he had to find a way to score some goals yes that doesn't involve 
Pacioretty, even if he plays. And maybe they need to find a way to not have the puck going directly at Carey Price whenever Subban's not on the ice. Yeah. They need to find a way to do that, too, which I don't think they can do. I think Terry is a lousy coach. but I think, No, he's not great. I, I think that that's going to be part of the problem here is whatever system they're playing, it's just uh, only PK's strong enough to overcome it. Like, I think if you uh, if you polled Habs fans and asked them, would they rather have Terry in right now or would they rather have Jettison Terry in to add Patrick Waugh and have Waugh behind the bench right now? I'm not saying it would be significantly better, but I think it would be, you know, better. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Because, um, like, that was the decision at the time, right? Like, right. it was either we're going to Tarion or we're firing him, we're going with Wah, and then Colorado scooped up Wah and have had. Yeah, uh, that's interesting to know uh, to know where it would go because the reality is, like, people are going to get on Wah for uh, what the uh, underlying numbers have been on Colorado, but uh, Wah doesn't have yeah. a P.K. Subban flying around back no, there. No, he does so not. That's that's certainly part of it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, uh, what, what that would do for Habs fans. Uh, I think that they, well... I don't know. There, there, there are other coaches out there who would be able to do better with this particular roster, I would say. But we'll see. I think the Terrians in trouble if they lose this series. Yes, he's. He, I think he's he's gone if they if even they though lose they the won series. the division. I think he's in trouble if they lose this series. Yeah, because this team has like they're thinking cup right now, and if they it, were it, to... well, this should be. If you look at the roster and you look at some of the young pieces coming up, this should be the best team in the East. And I know they they finished second in the standings, but you kind of have to look at what Price did to get them there. And you think, okay, Price puts up this all-world season with a decent team in front of him, and we should be better than we were based on some of these factors. So why weren't we better than we were based on how well Price played and a variety of other factors? And it's definitely, definitely coaching. Um, yeah, because, like, you just look at it. They don't have schleps no, on the ice good. at all. Everyone the, is damn the, good. Uh, the entire roster is filled with, with good players that are, are decent guys that have that have been effective in other places. It's it's a good good team, and it's going to get better. Like they've they've got some guys in the way. They've they've kind of wasted a few of their draft picks, but they've got some good players. So I I I think that the this is not where the window is for Montreal. The window's coming. Uh, the real window, at least for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And they do have to try to get a better coach in there. Um, let's go to the Steve Yzerman Bowl. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Detroit Red Wings. This will be the first time these two teams meet in the playoffs. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, of course, 24th consecutive season in the playoffs. Uh, tail of the tape for this one. The Lightning won the season series 3-1, although Detroit won the last meeting 4-0 behind a Peter Mrazek shutout. Mrazek is starting game one. Mrazek is starting game one. That's good because I wrote down the stats when I was doing my prep for this because I've obviously been spitting out goaltending armors. Um the Red Wings were one of the teams where I had to write down the stats for two goaltenders because you, you didn't know necessarily, right? right? Yeah, like your guess earlier today, yeah. and even still, that might change for game two, I suppose. Yeah, your, your guess is as good as mine, so I guess it's good I wrote down both. But uh, we're going to go through uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. First, um, finished 50-24-8 for 108 points. They were first in the league with 262 goals for. Uh, they had... 211 goals against for a goal differential of plus 51. They had a meaty, meaty 3.16 goals per game for first in the league. And I'm going to put a yowza next to that particular stat. 
uh, 2.51 uh, goals against average for 12th in the league. Uh, power play was mediocre, which is insane considering the amount of goals that they scored. They were only 14th in the league with 8.8%. Um, very good power or penalty kill, 83.7% for 7th in the league. Leading scorer was obviously Steve Stamkos, 72 points. And the numbers on Ben Bishop, 40 wins, 136 goals allowed, 916 save percentage, 232 goals against, four shutouts. Yeah, he's good. Uh, their forwards are good. Their defense is good. I know I said the Rangers might be the best team in the East, but if I if someone put a gun to my head, I'd say it was Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tampa Bay is a real, real, real good team. They're just deep. Uh, Stamkos is even on their best line. Their best line is Johnson, Palat, and uh, and Kucherov. Like it's just they they keep coming at you. Their shooting percentage is nine percent, and I would often say like if if a team shooting nine percent, then maybe something is uh is a little miss here as far as you get uh, the bounces. But if you look at this Tampa Bay roster, that's probably not true. It's Maybe that's their true talent is shooting 9% at 5 on 5. It's just a um, really, really, really good hockey team. And, uh, you know, yeah, well, well, we'll talk about later in the playoffs, later in the playoffs. But for now, Tampa Bay is going to beat Detroit, I think. And they're going to beat them in five games. Detroit's not playing very well lately. Uh, I know that they, they, they've had a nice year. And I know that they obviously score more goals than they give up. And it's, uh, it, it's a good club. But um, Tampa Bay is just really good. Yeah, I've also got Tampa at five. Um, the numbers on the Red Wings, 43, 25, and 1,400 points. Uh, they had 235 goals for, 221 against. Uh, they were only 10th in the league in game goals per game with uh, 824, and 15th in goals against, uh, 257. So, like, not great numbers, not bad, but not great. Um, where they did most of their damage, they had the second best power play in the league. Which makes sense when you look at the names that they're throwing out there. Like that, Absolutely. That, that seems reasonable. The Datsuks, the Zetterbergs. Um, 17th in the league in penalty kill, uh, 81%. Uh, Zetterberg was their leading scorer with 66 points. Uh, uh, you just said Peter Mraznik was the was getting the start. 16 wins, 63 goals allowed, 918 save percentage, 2.38 goals against average, three shutouts in his short stint where he was pretty much playing the last month and a half as a starting goaltender for the Red Wings. Yeah, he was, he was playing more than Howard was, please. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you mind if I go ahead and, and say something? Do you mind if I address the Detroit Red Wings fans for a second? All right, make it quick. All right. Detroit Red Wings fans, I know that you and I don't have the best relationship. I've hated you ever since my team, my beloved Quebec Nordiques, moved to Colorado. And we had that one of the most frustrating and tough series to get through in my entire life back in 1996, which featured many cheap shots from both sides, not just ours, although we had the cheapest of the shots that particular series, I will admit. And I want to say this to you. You're a fantastic organization. I have tremendous respect for everything that you have ever done. It's right there. 24 straight, straight trips to the playoffs. But you better go ahead and enjoy this particular series. Because if you lose Mike Babcock in the offseason, and I don't know why you would allow this to happen, it may be a long time before you see the playoffs again. And I know you have smart GMs who may turn over the roster. But it, if you lose Mike Babcock, who, make no mistake, is the reason you are in the playoffs right now because you do not have 
a very good hockey team. This is a very mediocre hockey team. So you better appreciate this one because it might be 24 years. Now, I'm not going to say that that's just dumb, but it may be two, three, four, five years before you get back to the playoffs if he's in Buffalo next year coaching Connor McDavid or, you know, someone to that effect, or maybe he's coaching Toronto. Who knows? I want to take you back to the 2013 playoffs. Yep. Right before the Red Wings started that series against Chicago. Couldn't you have said literally the exact same thing, replacing the words Mike Babcock with the words Nicholas Lidstrom? Um, no, I, cause I mean, I would have said, I, I, to be honest, I said that the, and I've said the, the, the Detroit Red Sox. Let me get my head, my, my words together here. Um, I said the Red Wings are still going to be good. This is the direct quote. I said, they're not going to be good. It's just no one has any reason to be afraid of them anymore. Yeah. That's a big difference. There's a big difference who, between... Who, if you look at the the competition this league, which is kind of diluted by the salary cap and a few other factors, Yeah, is anyone afraid of any team right now? That's a good point. That's a very good point. I'll give you that. I'm just saying, I just, I, I'm an Avalanche fan. I lived and died in those series in the 90s and the early 2000s. I, I have been, I have feared... The Red Wings, I'm sure they were afraid of us at certain points too. But I'm just saying this is it, it's a certain point where like I, I have seen the Red Wings, I have been afraid of the Red Wings, and the Red Wings do not scare me anymore. And that's just a weird sensation for me. So maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's me getting these new feelings and I don't quite know what to do with them. So who knows? It's weird because, like, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers are also a, a gonna be have a top five lottery pick. So the my world is upside down. League's in a in a weird spot where like there there's just no team that's that's worthy of fear at this point. Yeah, not, at least true. I don't think. Well, I think people fear the Chicago Blackhawks, but only in the playoffs, right? Yeah, maybe that's true. Uh, yeah. Kane might play game one. That's a, another conversation for when we talk about that. Oh, game. interesting. I did not hear that. I I, I had a asterisk, but we'll work our way to that because right now we're going to be doing a return to the Patrick Division. Oh, yes. The Islanders and the Capitals. So many good series with these two friends. Oh, God, yes. Do you remember the last time these two teams played each other? Was that Turgeon and Hunter? It was the Dale Hunter, Pierre Turgeon. The last time these two teams met in 1993, the Islanders won the series 4-2, to but that series will mostly be remembered for in the last, like, with six minutes left in the game or something. Yep. Pierre Turgeon scored a goal to make it 5-1, to and it put the capper on the series, and Dale Hunter with the cheapest shot in the history of, would you say sports? Yeah, that's probably a good way to phrase it. Like it, it I, it's, it's up there. I can't, I'm sure there's other cheap shots that I'm forgetting. Like, uh, I, I guess if you count Mike Tyson biting Evander Holyfield's ear off, that one's pretty bad too. But like, cause I rewatched that, like in doing my research, I was, you know, when, like, when did these two teams play last 93? And I was like, Oh, that's the Dale Hunter thing. And I of course immediately went to YouTube and look it up and like, it's a good, honestly, it's like you can count four marshmallows oh, before yeah. Dale Hunter does that. Like, he has time to think about it. Yeah, it's uh, not good. Oh, it's really, it's, really, really not good. It's absolutely disgusting. Because literally, Turgeon scores, and then it's like one marshmallow, two marshmallows, three. And then you get all the way up to like four or five marshmallows before Hunter goes like, you know what, I'm doing it. Yeah, put them in the boards. Oh, God, it was and the Islanders... Um, they might have won that series against Montreal if Turgeon had played. Or it's possible. It's fully t- effective. It's tough to say because the Habs had some sort of magic pixie dust that year. That's true. Um, 
And that's enough of, uh, about talking about the 93 playoff. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no need to bring up what happened on the other side. Yeah. Um, uh, these two teams split their season series uh, 2-0-2. Um, the last time they played, Washington won 3-2, but it was in a shootout. Uh, the numbers for the Capitals, uh, 45, 26, and 11, 101 points. 242 goals for, which was sixth in the league. They were sixth in the league in goals against, 203. Um, their goals per game, their numbers are fantastic across the board. Um, their goals per game, 2.9, sixth in the league. Goals against, 241, fifth in the league. Power play, 25%. For yeah, I wonder why that is. First in the league. They scored a goal every fourth power play. That is nonsense. Yeah, I can figure out why that is. It, you know, it does take a genius to figure, to, to figure out why it happens, but like the fact that it still does is just mind-boggling. Um, penalty kills right around the league uh, average, 81-3. Leading scorer was obviously Alexander Ovechkin. They had 81 points. Brayton Holtby, with some decent numbers this year, 41 wins, 157 goals allowed, 9-2-3 sorry, nine two three save percentage, 2-2-2 goals against, nine shutouts on the season. Yeah, um, he had a really, really nice year. He's pretty good. Uh, I think this Washington team is pretty good. Uh, obviously, maybe they're not as um, prolific offensively five on five as you would like. Um, they have the puck more than the other team does. They're kind of in the middle of the pack that way, though. Um, but obviously, when it comes to the power play situation, that's when Washington can really get after you. So you can't take a lot of penalties against them. Uh, the Islanders kind of slowed down toward the end of the year here, end of the year here, where I think the Capitals are playing a little bit better. Um, I like this Islanders team. Uh, I think it's built very well. I think that they uh, were obviously very smart to go out and make the moves they did for Letty and Boychuk in the offseason. That's why they're in the playoffs, or at least why they're uh, as high up in the standings as they wound up being. So it's, it's it's a good group the Islanders have, and but I just feel I think that Washington's likely better here. So I think Washington wins the series. Um, yeah, I've got Washington and six. Um, That's exactly what I have. Yeah, uh, and it sounds weird to say this, Craig, but I think the Capitals' goaltending is going to win them a series. Yeah, uh, for the first time in forever, Ovechkin can rely on that to help uh, to help further him in the playoffs. What if they... it's another one too? Like it's this is just another example of oh they're not doing well, so it's obviously all Ovechkin's fault. And doesn't take a look at the last couple of years they've been coached in a really lousy way. He's been surrounded by lousy players in a lousy system. And, no, oh, Ovechkin, he's terrible. And all of a sudden, he's great again. Why? Not because he's improved at hockey. But the guys around him are better. And all of a sudden, that somehow makes him better in the eyes of some of the sloppies in the media. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, I will say, it, to play devil's advocate, in defense of the slappies in the media, there were a lot of... And, and I don't mean, like, one or two. I mean, like, there are a lot of clips of him gliding back into the, into the defensive zone when he should be pumping his legs a little bit. If I can get just play devil's advocate and get a little... I get that. I get that. Yeah, old school hockey. Because, like, there was that one clip. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there was the one time the Rangers... Like, there's a gif of, like, the Rangers scoring a goal. And then as, as a guy... Like, the, the Rangers were basically making a three-man triangle tic-tac-toe play behind the... Like, that went from, like, behind the net to the one side to the other to a goal. And around the time the play started, Alexander Ovechkin glides up from the bottom of the screen. And, like, he has, like, he, he's not moving his legs or anything. And somebody uh, made a gif of this and put, like, like the star under Alex Ovechkin's and said, you know, Xbox controller disconnected. 
pretty bad. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm not saying that he's a great defensive player, and I understand that he has uh, clips like that, but I'll take the guy that puts 40 to 50 in the net every time. Thanks very much. Yeah, God, I love him. Um, numbers on the Islanders, uh, 47 wins, finished with 101 points. They were third in the league with goals, uh, 252. Uh, they could put the puck in the net, but they couldn't stop the puck from going in the net. They were 26th in the league, 230 goals against. They were fourth in the league with goal for goals, goals per game, 298. Um, their goals against was 274, which is 23rd in the league, which is a yikes. 19% on the power play for 12. Their penalty kill, Craig. 77.9% for 26th in the league, and they are going up against the number one power play. That's why I'm picking Washington. In the series. league. So there's a very good reason. So if the Islanders are going to win this series, they got to stay, stay out of the box. They got to stay out of the box. Uh, John Tavares, 84 points as their leading goal scorer. Yaroslav Halak, who is sputtering towards the finish line here. Uh, 38 wins, 144 goals, uh, 914 save percentage, 243 goals, six shutouts on the season. 914 is actually okay, uh, based yeah. on the what we were getting from, or what the Islanders were getting from some of the previous goaltenders who have been through there. Uh, 914 is actually pretty gosh darn good. Um, I think true. that I think He's that this been... is uh, like I said, this is a good group. But what you just brought about the power play and. The power play isn't necessarily what Halak's doing. They give up an insane number of shots on the power play. It's incredible. They just never find a way to get the puck out of their zone. Their system is just not designed properly. And I've, I've read a whole bunch of things on, hey, why is the Islanders' penalty kill such a disaster? Um, to me, the, the, the whys aren't important here. What, what is important here is it just is a disaster. And because of this, they are going up against a team that is just loaded on the power play. I think that that's going to cost them. That will be it. Any chance the uh, Capitals' first-round woes creep back into this particular series? I guess there's always a chance. The reality is there isn't a, a whole ton separating these teams, in my estimation. To me, it's just uh, the, the special teams thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's a chance. Like The reality is, like I said, the Islanders are a pretty good team. Yeah, like the Islanders um, could win this in six or oh, seven, I think, right? I like, that's the not... Islanders winning the series. I yeah. just think that the power play will be enough to give them the edge. Yeah. So that's enough of the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're going to head to the Western Conference and the Anaheim Ducks going up against the Winnipeg Jets. In the playoffs, Winnipeg In Jets. In the playoffs, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Congratulations, them and their fans. Um, bring the whiteout back. They Winnipeg. are. Bringing it back. Reclaiming their birthright from those fools, those pretenders, those con artists down there in Arizona. God, just oh, just couldn't be more happy. I'm glad that um, their first home game is on their like game three, the first home game for Winnipeg's on a Monday. So I will have a beer in hand when the opening ceremonies for that one come out. Super excited. Um, first time these two teams meet in the playoffs. Yeah, um, the team with Solani Bowl. Um, oh yeah, good point. I didn't even think of that. It, it's going to be a fun series. Um, this Ducks team somehow outplays their underlying numbers every year, or at least after the last few yeah. years, which is strange. Um, but they somehow continue to do that. Um, the Jets, I think, are good. I think they only got better when they did the uh, Kane and Bogosian for Myers and Stafford thing. Um, 
Well, obviously, I think the gave, they gave up the best player in that trade, but Kane wasn't going to help them this year anyway. So there what you go. A, what a weird season for the Jets that ultimately culminated with them making the playoffs. Like, just they had the whole Evander Kane saga. They were talking about firing their coach and stuff like that because of that whole nonsense. And then yep. it was dragging the team down. And then they. Their goalie, which is the what's kept them out of the playoffs the last few years in a row, Pavlik. Um, he was actually really, really good down the stretch, and that's what helped get them in. Hutchison was very good at the start of the year. Um, so it's it's rare that Winnipeg has, has above-average goaltending. And I, I still wouldn't say that they, they do have above-average goaltending. Uh, what they do have, however, is uh, competent goaltending, which is e- even that is unusual for them. So they managed to finish ninth in state percentage this year at, uh, at even strength. Um, if if they can keep that up, I think they're going to have a nice little deep run here. Uh, is Pavlik starting or Hutchinson? Have they announced that? It's going to be Pavlik. Like they they haven't said for sure the way, but just based on the way Pavlik ended the season, I think it has to be him. Uh, the numbers on the Ducks—they were Pacific Division champions. Oh, actually, um, the season series, uh, Anaheim actually beat them three three nothing in this particular series. The last time these two teams played, the Ducks won 5-4 in a shootout. That was the Timu Solani night when he was honored by both teams. Um, The Ducks, Pacific Division champions, uh, 51 wins, 24 losses, 7 overtime whatevers for 109 points. Uh, They were 10th in the league in goals 4. They were 19th in the league in goals against um, 2.79 goals per game. 272 goals against power play was 16% for 27th in the league, which is, you know, yikes. Um, not great. Penalty kill was 80.8 for 17th in the league. The lead, leading scorer was obviously Ryan Getzlav. Uh, goaltender Frederick Anderson, 35 wins, 123 goals allowed, 914 save percentage, 238 goals against, three shutouts on the season. Um, and quite frankly, an unlikable team. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Who's Jared well, the Ducks? Yeah, that's, that's in this a good series. question. Uh, Corey Perry is not someone who you heavily associate with the term likable. Um, at least most hockey fans don't. Um, Ryan Getzlaff, maybe he's not in the Perry category, but he's kind of the same thing. The most I, likable guy they had was Solani, and he's not part of it. Yeah, guy. I can't remember what, um, like, Puck Daddy Greg Wyshynski, who is, you know, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I forget what he called them. He had some sort of name for the three guys in the Jets. Like he called them like the the a, the holy a hole trinity or something like that. I can't I can't remember what it was, but it was very apt. I wish I'd written it down. Yeah, uh, there's um, a lot to be concerned about there uh, when it comes to the likability of the Ducks. Uh, I don't think it necessarily matters in the series. I think what's most important, at least in my estimation, is this is a team that, um, as much as they they're 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 decent everywhere, I don't think they're they super excel anywhere. Whereas Winnipeg's defense is very, very good. Uh, adding Tyler Myers to the mix has been uh, a delightful addition for them. Uh, Myers, predictably, has kind of revived a little bit, in my estimation, just from anecdotal evidence, just from when he was in Buffalo. He's better than he was there, uh, which isn't saying much, but still, he's, he's, he's been uh, a decent NHL player and a good NHL ad for Winnipeg. Uh, I, I like what they've done here, um, and I think they're going to win this series. 
Um, so you're picking the Ducks in how many? I'm picking the Jets in seven. Or the Jets in seven? Oh, that's what I had too. Sorry. Yeah. I had yeah. I had an like this was my big upset alert. I had Jets in seven. Man, we seem to be on the on the same page here. I want to. I might have to switch a couple of mine on the flies because we're we're right there. Um, yeah, I had the Jets in seven, and I looked it up, and I was feeling pretty confident because I didn't think a lot of people would be taking the Jets in this series. But when I was looking at it, the general consensus seems to be that a lot of people, like nobody seems to be picking this Ducks team, quite frankly. And and I don't know, that scares me a little bit because you, you always get a little worried when everybody thinks that the upset team can win, right? As much as we thought, like, if you look at this year's Pacific Division and yeah. you look at this year's Central Division. Central Division sending five teams and the worst team in that division had 90 points. Right. If you So, so being fourth in the Central like Winnipeg was, or fifth, excuse me, is that that much different from being first in the Pacific? No. If we just look at division games and points based on division games, things along those lines. I'd say no to that. So I think Winnipeg is um, Winnipeg and the Ducks might be pretty gosh darn even. I don't know if it's that much much of an upset if Winnipeg wins. At least not for me. No. Um. The, the Jets don't have a lot. Like everything they do is pretty mediocre. Like uh, you're like like they're middle of the pack in a lot of their stats. So it. Let's you know that you know they're not doing anything great, but they're also not doing anything poor. Poorly, either. yeah, um, yeah, because like they're they're, they're a middle of the road team, but I think that the yeah. Ducks might be slightly below that. Yeah. Goals per game, they were two uh, two seven sixteenth. Goals against two five tenth. Power play was eighteen percent seventeenth. Penalty kill was eighty two percent thirteenth. So, you know, everything they did was was right in the teens or, or whatnot yeah. in terms of in you know, in terms of their production. So, yeah, you know what, let's, and like Winnipeg in seven, I'm cheering for it and you should be too. And if you're, if not, shame on you, even if you're a Ducks fan, if you're a Ducks fan, <laughs> shame on you for, for not cheering for the Jets because we need more, we need more Jets. And we need more of the fan and like the fans. where it gets crazy for the Jets. Let's say yep. they win this series and we'll talk about the next series in a second, but they win the series that are playing either Calgary or Vancouver. Yeah, we'll 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 I'm um, saving saving that that juicy one for for the end because uh, next on the list, I'm just gonna go out and, and heave a big a big old Charlie Brown style sigh for this particular series because we got the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild, um, the worst name, the worst nickname in all of sports, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Um, the last time these two teams met in the playoffs. Um, they were still the Minnesota North Stars, which is a much better nickname. Um, the Stars won that series. It was in 1991, and the Stars won it in six. And the Stars won that en route, I believe, to making the Stanley Cup Finals in 91. Was that when they were destroyed by the Penguins yeah, in the finals? Yeah, they got there, and just there was like Lemieux was playing with a toy. It was just yeah, Le- Lemieux was the Globetrotters. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, he was spinning the puck on his finger. Yeah. Um, these two teams split the season series. Uh, two, uh, two, two. Uh, the last time the two of them played was actually the last day of the season. Um, uh, the Blues won that game four to two behind two goals from uh, Yori Laterra. Um, the Blues just have some damn good numbers. I mean, Tarasenko, uh, thirty-seven points. Who is starting this series? I'll, like, I'll, I'll get to the Blues numbers. Is are they starting Jake Allen? Um, I haven't even read what they're doing yet. Like, I, I think they should sack up and start Jake Allen, don't you think? I think that'd be one heck of a thing. I, I, I think that's unlikely, but I think that'd be one heck of a thing. If that like, happens. this could kind of go like, like, 
Hitchcock hasn't said as far as uh, I just looked it up because I, I knew I heard him say this earlier today. Um, Hitchcock hasn't said who it's going to be yet. So like the, the, it's, it's tough. Like Brian Elliott, like if you listen to their numbers, they're, they're pretty uh, the same across the board. Like Brian Elliott is a nine, one, seven save percentage, two, two, six goals against five shutouts. Jake Allen, nine, one, three, two, two, eight, four shutouts. I mean, doesn't get any closer than that, but with the exception of the 08 Red Wings, I can't think of a team that's won the Stanley Cup where at any point in the playoffs we've said, I wonder who the goalie is going to be next game. And, and maybe I'm wrong. If, if there's a way to correct me on that somewhere along the line that uh, someone might be able to send it along, but I can't think of a situation where teams won the Stanley Cup and we've been wondering, well, who's the goalie going to be? Like they kind of just have the goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, that's a good point. I don't think so because, um, because I think when the Penguins won the, because like you mentioned the 08 Red Wings, I think when the Penguins won it the next year in 2009, that was before all the bad flurry playoff stuff started. Yes, it was. So I don't think they had, but like the Blues numbers are just eye popping. Like, oh, they're good. Sixth in the league, goals per game, 2.9. Uh, fifth in goals against, 2041. Uh, fourth power play in the league, uh, 22.1%. Their penalty kill was eighth with 83.8. Like, just tremendous. Um, the Wild uh, scratched their way into the playoffs, thanks in part to Devin Dubnik, who looked like he was on his way out of the league last year. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. This is like this is even more so than Hammond. I think it's the craziest story of the year because it lasts a little while longer. And this is a guy that people heard of before this season and thought was done for. And I always thought that he maybe got a little bit of a bad rap in Edmonton because those teams were lousy. And I always thought he was kind of like a, a middle-of-the-road league average goaltender, but he's played obviously well above that during this entire ordeal. Um, I don't know how much longer he plays like an above-average goalie, but as long as he plays that well, Minnesota's going to have a chance. Yeah, um, the tail of the tape for them, uh, 2.78 goals per game. They were 12th. Um, goals against, they were fourth in the league at 2.4. Uh, this is where things get a little hairy for them. They were 28th in the league on the power play at 15.7, which is... Yeah, you got to do better there. They've got to do better there. So if, if we're going to do some hot take type stuff on this series, we, we, we can go and say, if the Wild are going to win, they've got to score on the power play. Um, their penalty kill, they had the best penalty kill in the league, uh, 86 points. So I can't imagine, like, the Blues were eighth. They were one. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of power play goals in this series. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, perhaps there won't be, which I think is an advantage for St. Louis because they're the better five-on-five team anyway, in my opinion. Devin Dubnik numbers, 27 wins, 68 goals allowed, a 9.63 save percentage, one seven eight goals against to go oh, along, with, to go along with five shutouts. Like those – Good run. No, yeah, like it's, it's nonsense. St. Louis Blues, though, Craig – I'm letting out a heavy sigh. I'm letting out a, a heavy sigh for the first round St. Louis Blues as I let out a heavy sigh for the terrible nickname of the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Uh, here's what do the you think? About the, the St. Louis Blues and their first round struggles. Uh, they often Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks or Los Angeles Kings in the first round. And those two teams are pretty good at, at the hockey. Um, that's not the case this time. So I think the, the St. Louis first round curse goes away this year. Uh, it's close here, I think, or, or closer than some might think. I think St. Louis is six. Um, the Minnesota Wild 
and now I realize I'm I'm taking I'm from the past. I'm drawing from my own personal past. But the Minnesota Wild do have a penchant for upsetting superior teams in the first round. Um, this is one of those situations where my head, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record. I'm gonna say St. Louis in five, but um, don't feel great about it. My heart and my gut say Minnesota in seven because the St. Louis Blues are choke artists. Yeah, look, I I just think that they've just got a bad luck with who they've drawn in the first round. And uh, that may be it, but like it's, it's not Chicago and it's not LA, so I feel like they get if if they don't have that, um, that'll solve their problems here. But it's just we've seen it, and the torch of the first round curse it just it gets passed from team to team. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks had it. And then they just made the finals one year. And then they made the finals one year. The San Jose Sharks had it, and they never made the finals, but they eventually got to the conference finals. But, you know, look at them now. And you have to say that the St. Louis Blues have it right now. I mean, like Washington had it for a while too, right? Right. And now the St. Louis Blues definitely have it. And until I see it. Well, they they were made the second round in 2012. They got swept. They haven't won a second round playoff game since 2002. That's true. Um, Nonetheless. Again, it's, it's, it's always L.A. and Chicago, right? So I, I'm just willing to give them a shot when they're not playing L.A. or Chicago. That's true. They'll, uh, does it line up? I think it lines up where they'll have to play the Blackhawks, though. They will have later. to play the Blackhawks if they win this series and the Blackhawks beat Nashville. Well, let's talk about that series. The Nashville Predators, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, last time these two teams met in the playoffs was back in 2010. Uh, the Blackhawks won that series 4-2 to on route to their first Stanley Cup since 1961. They've won two more since then. Um, yeah, pretty good. Chicago won the season series three to one. Um, the last time these two teams played, the Blackhawks erased a three goal deficit. Ooh, excuse me, and ended up winning in the shootout. Um, another shootout win. Uh, Predators are going to have home ice in this one, though. Um, decent numbers across the board. Nothing really. I think Nashville's real good. Yeah, the, the, like it's Nashville's it's, legit. It's Pecorine and Philip Forsberg have been their, their one-two punch all season. Because, uh, like, their numbers across the board, uh, they kind of go up and down. I mean, their goal, their goals per game is mediocre, 2.78 for 12th in the league. They had a really – like, Pecorine was obviously phenomenal. They had the eighth-best goals against average at 2.44. Their power play wasn't great at uh, 24, 24th in the league with 16.3%. Their penalty kill was pretty mediocre, 81%. Good for 16th in the league. Uh, Philip Forsberg led the league with led the team with 62 points. And the numbers on Pecorine, um, 41 wins, uh, 9-2-3 save percentage, 2-1-8 goals against, four shutouts on the season. He was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Won, yeah. won a lot of fantasy yeah, I think leagues he'll, this year. he'll be nominated uh, for the Vezna. He won't win. No. Nominated. No, he won't win because Carey Price had statistically the greatest season in the history of hockey. But uh, pretty like it was like reminiscent of like late nineties hashing. It was that good. Uh, we, we can talk more about price later, but um, yeah, I ran. was very, very good. I think the Nashville team is very, very good. Uh, they're, they're deep on defense. I don't think Weber like Weber is fine, but I think that Yossi might be even an even better player than Weber as far as how much they control the puck when Weber's on the ice compared to Yossi. It's uh, 
they got a really good defense. With the playoffs. Oh. Yeah, they got a they got a really good defense. Yeah, Jones is obviously good too. Uh, they're they're deep at forward. Uh, they don't have a lot of superstars up there, other than like Forsberg's pretty good, obviously. But it, it, it's just that they're deep and keep coming at you in waves. However, um, the the Blackhawks are the Blackhawks, and if Kane is good to go and ready for Game One, which may be the case he's been cleared medically to play we haven't officially heard that he's going to play but he's been cleared medically but if that's what's happening with Patrick Kane um the Blackhawks are going to be the Blackhawks again and I think they're just going to win the series because they're great yeah I've got the Hawks in seven um what do you think I got Hawks in six all right so we're around the same um I really I really want to like this Nashville team but there's two things that are holding me back and they're two uh, completely ancillary things. They have nothing to do with what's going on the ice. One, they've got to get some better jerseys. Like it just yeah. has to happen. They are puke to look at. I like, I'm not I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's got to happen. Get yourself some better jerseys. Easiest way to get yourself some better jerseys. Let's get this team out of Nashville. Yeah, that's certainly going to be a conversation. It's, it's one of the, the spots in the league where you wonder if, if the team needs to be there long-term, but that's another conversation of the day. Um, numbers on the Chicago Blackhawks, 16th in the league with goals per game, uh, 2.7. They were second in the league in goals against, uh, with 2.26, which, you know, you don't usually expect from this particular franchise. No, they've, uh, they've, they've got the puck going the right way, yeah. and, and Crawford was fine. Yeah, um, power play wasn't great, 20th in the league, 17.6%. Yeah. Um, which has always been one of the weird things for this sort of mini Chicago dynasty. Yeah. The power play has never been good. Which you would expect it to, because you're like, hey, if they've got... Like, if you think about got, who they're throwing out there on yeah, the ice, you would think... they've got Kane and Taves. Why aren't yeah, they exactly. scoring? Right. Uh, oh, that's not what turned out. That's so weird. Um, penalty kill, damn good in the league, 7th, uh, 84.2%. Jonathan Taves was their leading scorer with 66 points, although this comes with a big old fat asterisk next to it because Pat Kane had 64 points in 61 games before the season, you know, before lose right. injuring his shoulder. Um, numbers on Corey Crawford, 32 wins, nine, two, four save percentage, two, two, seven goals against only two shutouts on the season, which is weird considering they were second in the league in goals against lots of games where he's allowing one or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say Chicago in seven and hope that we get that Chicago uh, blues second round matchup yeah that'd be fun um i think well we'll see what happens with that particular uh that particular grouping but yeah i i, I kind of want to see that too speaking of juicy matchups the last one of the first round the, I vancouver, didn't talk about this. the vancouver canucks and the calgary flames reunited and it feels so good sing away the crack i'm not singing it reunited <laughs> nothing about this feels good understood oh god i'm so excited for this one uh these teams are bad yes they are very <laughs> bad but you know what the last time somehow these... they finished with more points than los angeles kings yeah last time Explain these that. I don't. Sports are stupid sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> like this, this particular hockey season has been. Um, if you could give me one word to describe the 2014-2015 NHL season, I would go ahead and say nonsense. Yeah, like just across the board, just nonsense. Like, like mine would be like, eh. yeah. Well, just well, just think about it. Like we're we're talking about Devin Dubnik, Andre Pavlik, and some dude named Andrew Hammond carrying teams into the. Like That's on their point. backs, it's not, it's not good for anybody. Into the playoffs, we've got 
six of the seven Canadian teams in the playoffs. The only one that didn't make it is the one that the league would want to see most make the playoffs because they generate, you know, the most money. Um, we, we, it was tankapalooza the whole way. We, like we had a, there was a portion of the season where one of the particular teams traded away their starting goaltender twice because they didn't want to win games. Like just this entire season was nonsense, but this series, regardless of these two teams, um, I don't know who's going to win, but it's going seven. Yeah, I think it's going to go seven, two. Uh, or did I say six in my earlier predictions? I, I, I said either Vancouver and six or Vancouver and seven. And I think that the fact that the Flames made the playoffs in the tougher Western Conference, full 82-game season, with Giordano getting hurt before things really got going, um, that, that's one of the more inexplicable playoff makings in quite some time, for me at least. And um, the, the, the ride is going to come to an end here. I don't think the Canucks are particularly good, but I think that they're better than the, uh, than the Flames. So. Um, yeah, the, Cat, the Flames were the good bad team this year. All the advanced stats let you know that. Um, last year, my beloved Avalanche were the good bad team that made the playoffs this year. The Flames Calgary, are worse than Toronto in course before. Oh, my God. And the Leafs are awful at possessing the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time these two teams met in the playoffs, it was one of the all-time great that's a good series. Playoff series. 2004. Game six. Angelina. Yeah, game six and game seven were unbelievable. If you don't remember game six, the Canucks were up four nothing in that series. Or so sorry, the 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 Canucks were up four nothing in game six, trying to force a game seven. Calgary stormed back and tied it late in the third period and then we're in the second overtime triple overtime oh triple overtime to, i looked it up it was well this is according to wikipedia it was that, uh, that game was on april 17th that's what i remember about yeah. that game. yeah and triple over yeah that was your birthday was that the 21st birthday or the 19th uh, oh god 2006 was my 21st birthday yeah yeah speaking of which happy birthday because yeah, uh, we probably won't talk to you between now and your birthday this weekend 30. 30. uh the big three oh uh yeah. nothing to be ashamed of um <laughs> and then of course game seven the Martin Jelena goal, 85 seconds into the to the period on the yeah. power play, just break it. I'll, I'll always remember that series for the the camera panning. Like after Martin Jelena scored, they they basically showed like half a second of the Flames celebrating because like this was an upset. Like like people thought the Canucks were winning the cup this year, right? Even yeah. though like I think Alex Ald was their goaltender. And while well, there was uh, some unpleasantness, which cost them their second best guy earlier in the season. Yes, I believe it was the, uh, Bertuzzi. the old yes. Bertuzzi incident. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. Like they, they honestly, they showed less of the Flames celebrating. CBC anyway showed less of the front Flames celebrating an overtime goal than they did panning. To the like the stunned faces of the Canucks guys on the bench who just couldn't move and were like, really, we lost three home games to this team, and then you know Calgary took that momentum to the finals where they lost yeah. to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and some people think that they won that series because of a goal in overtime that should have been called in their favor in Game Six, but that's uh, another one there. that I don't want to get breaking down right now. Uh, Vancouver isn't great, but they're better than Calgary. Uh, Vancouver should win this series. Uh, it, it might be fun. And again, we were talking earlier, of if we could have another all-Canadian matchup in round two, if Winnipeg wins, because Winnipeg will be playing one of these two teams. So I think that Rogers would be happy about that. Yes, they would. Um, is there a goaltending controversy in Vancouver? Again? No, I don't think so. I think Yet like, again? If, if Lack didn't start slowing down at the end of the year, then maybe you could have started talking about it. But Lack uh, 
had a couple of a clunker starts at the, at the end there. So I think you just got to go with Miller. That's true. Um, their numbers are pretty similar across the board. Miller had a 9-1-1 save percentage, 2-5-3 goals against. Lack had uh, 9-2-1 save percentage and 2-4-3 goals against. Um, these two teams split the season series 2-2. Last time they played, Calgary beat Vancouver 3-2. Uh, Sean Moynihan had two goals in that game. He's really good. I like him. Yeah, he's very good. Um, the big thing for this one is special teams wise, the Canucks have a much, much better penalty kill than the uh, the Canucks were second in the league on the penalty kill with uh, 85.7%. Whereas the flames finished 22nd in the league. Um, right. And the Canucks power play has been rapidly improving ever since they changed the unit up a little bit. So now it's Weber and Edler are the point. And then Sedin, Sedin, and, and Verbat up front. Ever since they did that, the Canucks power play has been humming. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they it, finished ninth for the season, but it, it's better than that recently. According to my things, it was eighth. So, yeah, okay. like eighth going up against the 20. They, they were 19.6% on the power play, you know, so roughly scoring once every five. So, we're going to have to do the talking head thing and basically say that, you know, if Calgary's going to win, they've got to stay out of the penalty box. Um, mm-hmm. Calgary did pretty good, though. They're fifth in the league in goals four. Uh, yeah, they, they they can shoot the puck. Two nine one. They've got. Now that being said, if you look at their uh, their their PDO and you think to yourself, that's one one. Is that the true talent of this team? I don't know. So they, they they got some bounces, obviously, but the reality is whether they got the bounces or not, they still scored the fifth most goals in the league. Yeah, um, I've got like I've got my head. This is another one of those where, where I'm going like head gut, and I've got. My head says Canucks in six, but I feel like this one could get to a seventh game with a bunch of crazy crap happening. And I will go ahead and say that this series is probably the one that will feature the most overtimes. What do you think? That's a, that's, I, I wish you could bet on something like that because I probably bet on this series for that too. Um, that's reasonable. But yeah, I still think the. The, the, the Canucks are the team. Um, and yeah, yeah. A, a lot of overtime. So to recap, we'll, we'll just do a quick recap of what we think. I have Rangers in six. Yep. Uh, what do you have for that one? I have Rangers in five. Um, Ottawa in six. I have Ottawa in six. Uh, Tampa Bay in five. I have Tampa Bay in five. Um, Washington in six. I've got Washington in six. Winnipeg in seven. I've also got Winnipeg in seven. This is not going ahead. Um, St. Louis and yeah, five. Yeah, I put all these on Twitter before we started. So you yeah, know. St. Louis and five. I did I not look Louis at that. I was, I was intentionally avoiding that. Uh, Chicago in seven. I have Chicago in six. Uh, and Vancouver in six. I also have. Wow, five. we have the same first round. How lazy is that? I should have just. Sorry, it's just the way it is. I, I know. I put those out there before this podcast started. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at that for for that specific reason because I was like, I want to make sure I have something different than Greg and look how well it worked out. So I'm sure we'll get um like probably at least three wrong. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> when it's all said. I went six and two in the first round last year, if I recall correctly. I think I was seven and eight. The only one I got wrong, unfortunately, was my beloved Colorado Avalanche, who lost a game seven overtime. So, you know. Yeah, I sort of went eight and eight in the first round. Oh, oh man, um, any particular uh, storylines you're looking? I'm just look, thinking about um, who are the franchises that make big changes if they don't get out around one. Yeah, um, because well, there might be a couple. 
Yeah, the Penguins. Might be one. I think, though, they'll look at it and say, okay, it, our defense was hurt, and it might have been better if we were not uh, not so banged up and Shane, Shane Doan wasn't such a piece of garbage that uh, hurt Latang the way he did. Shane Doan, by the way, is the most underrated dirty hockey player uh, of my lifetime. And yeah, somehow, he's, he's somehow the Dwayne Wade of... Yeah, somehow he's not seen as like the a, a Matt Cook type guy. I guess because he's nice to reporters and he scores more goals. But he, Shane Doan's always involved in bullcrap like that. Always. Yeah, that like he's the Dwayne Wade of the National Hockey League because Wade's the same way in the NBA where like everybody loves him. He's he's a tremendous basketball player, obviously a Hall of Famer. Uh, played with the Braun, but he's got tons of incidents where he you know drives the lane and purposely sticks out an elbow into a dude's he eye. Die. Or he's, he's, yeah. he's, the, he's the good version of Bruce Bowen that flies under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah other storylines, uh, you know, the Red Wings, obviously, although, like, regardless of how the Red Wings, like, the Red Wings could win the first round against the Lightning. I don't think it'll happen. But um, if they do, like, that Babcock, like, even if they get to the second round, that Babcock thing is still going to loom. Um, yeah. The Habs, obviously, we discussed that Terry, and if they don't get past, if, like, if he loses to Ottawa for a second time, he's got to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I think that, yeah, uh, I, I think that Montreal is a team that can make changes. They don't uh, go far. Um, I don't know what kind of changes Chicago can make because they're going to be in a team of transition, whether they could, they could win the Stanley cup this year and may still have to make some changes, Yeah, but th- that's this, something that they're going to have to discuss. This is their, uh, like her, like, could be their quote unquote last raw, although we thought that back in 2012 and here we are, but like, you know, they're losing Patrick Sharp at the end of this year. And right. that's more right. significant than when they lost Dustin Bufflin a few years ago. Right. Um, so that's certainly going to be a thing. Um, the St. Louis Blues are I, I like Hitchcock can't possibly survive if they don't get out of the first round. Yeah, yeah. They, them again. Um, uh, Washington, I think uh, Trotz is fine. Like, let's say they lose in the first round, which could happen. This is a good Islanders team. Trotz, I don't. I think he's got. Oh, I think that they've had a uh, they've had such fine. a good year. Yeah. Uh, after not making the playoffs last year, Trotz isn't going anywhere no matter yeah. what. But if it happens again next year, uh, that uh, start to ask questions. Yeah, you're going to start to ask a few questions. Um, give us a Stanley Cup prediction. Right now. Yeah, just right now. You want just, two teams in the final series? Yeah, just shoot from there. Um, I'm going to say that the Stanley Cup winner is the Chicago Blackhawks. I know it's boring. And they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jesus, like we can't keep making these same <laughs> predictions. Oh my god, I had I had Hawks beating the Lightning too in the top of my phone piece. Yeah, well, that's what it's gonna. I be. don't know. I don't I think... Maybe maybe I'll switch it and say say Hawks Rangers just to be different. I I don't even know, but no, I too believe um, Hawks Lightning. So uh, put your Twitter account out there for everybody. You can find me on the Twitter machines at Needles on News. Um, yeah, I'm at Empire Six on Twitter, and the reason I give these away is because we we do our annual guess who's going to play uh, score the sure, yes. uh, the OT goal dart throw game that you I think have a win streak of seven eight. Yeah, I think your win streak is forever. Yeah, I don't, this, I don't know if you've ever beat me for a playoff. No, I think I tied you once, like yeah. two to two, and that was like me. That that was like my St. Louis Blues winning the first round. Yeah, because uh, um, I did very poorly. Now I a lot of that for the year, I am where I got four in the first round. Oh god, that was, that was two years ago. That and, was like me. that's unbelievable. Like, I got Marlowe scoring for San Jose once. I got Rafi Torres scoring for San Jose. A couple of I, those were both against Vancouver, and I got a couple others. And yeah, like that. That's I'm never going to go on a run like that again as long as. I and know. it was like it wasn't even the first round. It was like the first week. 
Like, yeah, like the series, I got like three. Like all those games. Oh, were, it was I got like Matt Albert scoring for Columbus last year. I remember that one? Which was yeah, like, last year uh, I think we tied or or something uh, like that. We or it, it was a lame year where we only got like one right each or something like that. It was. We, I, I just remember both of us being awful last year. Yeah. Um. Although it's not an easy game. A lot of my, uh, you know, poor stuff and you know this is me making excuses but a lot of my poor stuff stems from the fact that i do work nights and so if a seven o'clock game goes to overtime i have no idea mm-hmm. how the game's gone so i have no idea who looks good so it'll be like you know oh habs and ottawa are in uh uh give me uh, and then i'll just pick the most two obvious names <laughs> they never right. end up scoring um craig needles uh we'll probably get you back i don't know we're, we're gonna get you back soon because the nba is gonna head to the playoffs soon yeah, we'll do the same thing. So we'll do the same thing for the NBA. And it looks like we're going to both have teams in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. One more likely to win a first round, the other not as such. Yeah, um, I, well, it's, it's weird. The Raptors are playing uh, playing pretty well lately, though. They seem to have figured some things out a little bit. And they if they win their last two going down the stretch here, they get to 50 wins. So. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Have they won 50 wins in the history? No, they've never done it before. Oh, okay, so this would technically be the greatest season in the history of the – yeah, the greatest season in the history of the Toronto Raptors featured like a two month swoon. So yeah, um, <laughs> figure that out. Yeah, there you go. Got to got to get out of the play. Got to get out of the first round. That's the. I think like, they, if if it's Milwaukee or Washington, I think they will. Yeah, I don't like to to set the low bar because my bar is always when you get in the playoffs, win the god, win the whole thing. I almost cussed there, but I saved it at the last second. Um, is to 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 win the whole thing. I don't like to set mediocre goals, but I'm going to go ahead and set the mediocre goal of of getting the. Getting out of the first round, I think you'll that that that's your like Super Bowl for the Toronto Raptors. I think like if you get to the second round, um, who would you get to play? Uh, Chicago. It'd be uh, Cleveland. If they stay in the three in the three seed spot. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round. Oh, what if my Celtics upset Cleveland and we get Raptors Cleveland second round? God, everybody would hate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be fine with it, but I'm yeah, I feeling that the Celtics upsetting Cleveland is not something. Yeah. I'll take a game. I'll take it. If the Celtics can win one at home, I'll, I'll consider that. Yeah. I, I just have a feeling that more so than most first round series, LeBron's going to be a little bit fired up for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we did ruin his life on a couple of occasions. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And no. he's made the finals every year since that. So, That's yeah. true. Yeah. Things have gone poorly for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll try to get you back. Like we're definitely going to get you back for the NBA pod. So it won't be too long. And sure. uh, depending on how the NHL, playoffs round out if we can get you back uh to do rounds two and three uh we certainly will anyway craig needles once again thanks for coming back catch you next time thanks